a new thing. God is doing a new thing. This is part eight of our series, and it is called Grateful with a Question Mark. Welcome to our daily devotional podcast, anchored in Isaiah 43 and verse 19, where it says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I'm Malcolm, and thanks for joining me in January and February for a daily devotional podcast aimed at, I hope, inspiring your times of quiet with God. And today's theme of gratitude is a good way to end our survey of Isaiah chapter 43. Today we're looking at the last few verses, that's 22 to 28. They read, Yet you have not called on me, Jacob, You have not wearied yourself for me, Israel. You have not brought me sheep for burnt offerings, nor honoured me with your sacrifices. I have not burdened you with grain offerings, nor wearied you with demands for incense. You have not bought any fragrant calamus for me, or lavished on me the fat of your sacrifices, but you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your offences. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Your first father sinned. Those I sent to teach you rebelled against me, so I disgraced the dignitaries of your temple. I consigned Jacob to destruction, and Israel to scorn. It's fascinating and somewhat sad that after the promise of a new thing, we find that God has to help his people review their spiritual state, and it is not all good at all. God's people have failed to live like the redeemed that they are, and let's face it, sometimes you and I don't live up to what we've been given. The charge against them is that they haven't haven't truly worshipped. They haven't approached God with respect and honour and humility. They haven't gone to him with a pure and righteous heart. They haven't even sought to be cleansed by the blood of the sacrifice. They haven't faithfully brought their special offerings to the Lord. Instead, they've burdened him with their sins. And he reminds them. He appeals to them. He is the one that can deal with their transgressions. We're reminded of this in Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 and 17, and it is in this way that we find gratitude, because Paul writes, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, do it for the Lord. You see, God wants to forgive. He delights to forgive. And when we connect with that, then joy is ours. We praise him. We have gratitude because he's not always going to accuse. He doesn't harbor his anger forever, as it says in Psalm 103, verses 9 to 12. He doesn't repay us as we deserve. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, 
So far has he removed our transgressions from us. So that is the wonderful promise and the wonderful reality in which we live. We don't need to sit under God's judgment. But if we've been hiding sins, if we've been holding them back, if we've been not taking them seriously, no wonder our gratitude is not what it could be. So perhaps time for a prayerful reflection today would be to think about what keeps your gratitude refreshed. I, do you have a sense of gratitude for what God is doing in your life? Well, I hope. I hope that you find your heart, your life, your congregation and your whole world inspired by God doing a new thing. Until tomorrow, take care and God bless. Thank you.